millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the World in Sport. I'm Vinnie Wiley. This week, a big boost for youth football in Oceania as a leading official from New Zealand falls on his sword. Papua New Guinea's cricketers search for answers and the Cook Islands Rugby League team back in the spotlight. But first, the Rugby World Cup is in full swing with Pacific teams already facing an uphill battle to make the playoffs. Manu Samoa were thrashed 46 points to 6 by a resurgent South Africa at the weekend and with two games left in the group stage, coach Stephen Beatham says they can't afford to slip up again. It's always a worry, but all games are all hard. You know, we'll head into Japan knowing that we've used our get-out-of-jail-free card and uh, it's do or die for us now, and uh, we're going to prepare well. Tonga bounced back from their opening loss to Georgia, scoring five tries in a 35-21 victory against Namibia to keep their faint hopes alive. Head coach Mana Otai was happy to bank the bonus point win, but he's already looking ahead with the Ikaletahi second in Pool C on six points, three behind the All Blacks, and one clear of their next opponents, Argentina, who they face on Monday. After Georgia, we keep saying the dream is still alive. I guess today, gaining five points was another step forward towards that. And obviously, there's two more games to go. And um, I guess altogether, it's a little bit of mathematicals, uh, you know, that we are getting into the calculators now and working out points and stuff like that. But now we have six points. So until the weekend, I guess, uh, to find out more of the other outcomes. But we could, could easily go into Argentina with an advantage points-wise. You know, from there on in, it's uh, important how we strategize for Argentina and, of course, the All Blacks. Meanwhile, Fiji suffered a series of setbacks over the past week. Namani Nandolo was suspended for a match after being found guilty of a dangerous tip tackle in the defeat to Australia and will miss the game against Wales. Wing Waisea Nayathilevu was ruled out of the tournament after injuring his right knee in that game and has been replaced by Timothy Nangusa, while prop Asai Thulati injured his left knee during training and has been replaced in the squad by Taniela Karoi. Nangusa has been thrust straight into the starting lineup for Friday's crucial pool leg match against Wales and is keen to make an impact. The atmosphere here is really great, especially coming off that kind of performance we put against uh, Australia. I've been in the system since 2008 and coming in now since I missed out on the PNC. I was out for injury for four months. When I came into camp, it's very different. Uh, the boys were psyched up because they were there for, they've been together for two months. Everyone is on a high, everyone's happy. My focus right now is uh, just trying to blend in with the team and what they've done for the past two months and uh, I do my best with the experience I've, I've bring in. I know I can add in some of the things that I think I know I can improve on as a backline. And I caught up with Radio New Zealand rugby reporter Barry Guy for a little bit more discussion on all things Rugby World Cup. Well, the feature result that uh, the last few days, of course, was uh, Wales beating England, which uh, opens up uh, their group, of course. Not so good for the hosts, who uh, have been a bit scrappy, really, in their performances so far, and they'll have to show a marked improvement, I think, if they're going to beat Australia. So that now really is a key game for uh, England. They probably have to beat Australia to 
get into the top two in the group and um, make the quarterfinals, whereas Wales can afford you know a loss and probably still get through. So significant uh, result in that group, and that's group of death, which Fiji is involved in also, uh, um, is probably the most exciting group uh, so far. Yeah, well, there seems to be a couple of pools uh, in this tournament that are the pool of death. That is, of course, the, the original. Um, yeah, so Wales in a good position, which is remarkable because they've had so many injuries pre-tournament, during the tournament, during that match. You know, they were down 10 points early in the second half, and they had a couple of more guys fall over, and the point is they found a way. Whatever happened, they found a way, and a lot of talk about that decision at the end there. England could have taken the penalty to probably draw and, and going for the win. Japan did the same thing. They're heroes against South Africa. England doesn't work out, and they're uh, you know they're getting pillared left, right, and centre by their uh, their media, their public, and everything. Um, a lot of injury concerns throughout uh, the tournament. And the, the one thing for Fiji is obviously uh, they need results to go their way. Uh, they play Wales on Friday morning. Wales coming off a big win. Uh, maybe Fiji can catch them unawares. Um, Fiji will be without Namani Nandolo, who was suspended for a tip tackle in the loss to Australia. But uh, a lot of talk about the five-day turnarounds that these teams are having to face at this World Cup. Wales have a five-day turnaround uh, ahead of this game against Fiji. And Warren Gatlin, the Welsh coach, has come out and criticised the turnarounds. So, uh, you know, it's largely been the Tier 2 countries that have had to deal with it. So this time it's uh, it's Wales, and we'll see how that affects them, especially with all their injuries. Um, you know, maybe that's going to play into Fiji's favour, and if they can win that, then it turns that pool even more on its head and and Barry, one of the talking points that will be coming up in the next few days, um, a bit of a Pacific link, of course, was Saki Noholo, you know, one of the talks of uh, the All Blacks uh, team selection. Uh, they play their third matchup uh, very shortly, and uh, looks like he's finally going to get a run. That's right. The All Blacks have had a, their, a good break since their last game against uh, Namibia, and uh, the All Blacks have seemed to have come through pretty well. Uh, not too many... Uh, injuries, there's a couple of bumps and bruises uh, Bowden Barrett's got a, a sore neck and uh, Steve Hansen more, has more or less said that they're going to play their top team for the rest of the tournament now so that means when they come up against Georgia in Cardiff this weekend that uh, it'll be the regular guys but uh, Hansen had all, also said before he left that uh, Naholo would play this third game and probably the next game also to try and get back to fitness after he fractured his leg uh, playing Argentina in July, and he had that special treatment back in Fiji to try and get him up to speed. By all accounts, he is up to speed, so uh, he'll be there. But uh, where, which wing he goes on, uh, perhaps is, to, is uh, the debate. Uh, Nehemilda Scudder seems to be growing into that, that position on the right wing. Julian Savia hasn't been at his best for a couple of months really during the rugby championship, but I think he's not far away now, so I just wonder which way they might go, whether they keep Savia going just to get him back to him best and try and put uh, Nahola perhaps on the right wing. That's Radio New Zealand rugby reporter Barry Guy. Oceania football's received a big boost with the region gaining an additional slot for the men's under-17 and under-20 football World Cups from 2017. The decision was made by FIFA's executive committee in Zurich. OFC President David Chung says the success of New Zealand and Fiji at the recent under-20 World Cup shows the region is capable and ready to compete with the world's best. Fiji football president Rajesh Patel agrees. It's very huge and it's uh, very positive for the Oceania Football Confederation and I think so. The president, David Chung, had uh, started working in it for a long time, and uh, finally we have achieved that two slots. And the results itself, of especially Fiji and New Zealand performing at the World Cup level in the last under-20 in New Zealand, proves that, yes, it's no longer a of the 
football confederations and uh, so it's a member association and confederation to reconvene and this is something very positive for Fiji also and for all the 11 Oceania member nations and it's a very good positive sign the development at the youth development age level and this will help the nations to progress further in the World Cup as it goes along. So is this something that all Oceania countries have been pressing for or the Confederation's been pushing for for a number of years, is it? We've been pushing it for a number of years and everything and I think so finally we have achieved the result and uh, our president was working hard with it and uh, we thank um, also Michel Platini who decided to give up one UEFA slot for the Oceania region and so this is something that's uh, very positive. It shows that FIFA is not there only for development of the bigger nations but also for the smaller nations. So to take a spot from Europe, you know, the biggest confederation in the world, that's pretty significant. I mean, how on earth do you get that? They realised it too, that the, the, the teams are performing well also. And if you can see that uh, our result last year, I means uh, this year with the under-20 and beating uh, Honduras and everything. And so that was very positive for us. And this is something that uh, we feel that it's a great achievement. And it was the first time that we beat a nation that has ranked much more higher and has been playing football for years. And uh, that's uh, very positive for us. With uh, Michelle Platini obviously running for uh, FIFA president uh, early next year, you don't think perhaps it was... a uh a way of him maybe securing Oceania votes for uh, for that uh, decision in February? Not really, because uh, this was talked about almost two years ago, and they said, yes, they will try and see how they can help us out and everything, and that finally it has come, and it was promised before last year also that Blatter had said that, yes, he'll give it, and it's under Blatter that uh, we have got it right now. Having this allocation at under-17 and under-20 level, is that kind of the ideal way, do you think, for Oceania because of, I guess, the development nature of some of the countries? Uh, it gives that ability to maybe build from the bottom up, the, from the grassroots up sort of thing? Uh, definitely. That's what our vision in Fiji football is, and, and I think so that we have proven it also over the years, and that's uh, finally that result proof for us for under-20. We have decided, yes, uh, instead of putting a lot of money in, in the men's senior national team, we will be putting in the development teams and everything. And as this development team comes through, they will be the next national team, and that's where the result will speak for itself. The players will have a lot of international game time and everything, and they will be very confident in playing other uh, member associations and uh, other international teams. And this is something that we have to grow that way. We just cannot be sitting up there, and I think so. We'll, uh, that results will come through, and I think so. This boys' confidence will uh, always give them after they're playing at the international level with a very youth age level. That's the president of Fiji Football, Rajesh Patel. New Zealand Football's high performance director, Fred de Jong, has quit after accepting responsibility for the men's disqualification from the Olympic qualifying tournament in Papua New Guinea. The Oceania Football Confederation disqualified the Ollie Whites after ruling South Africa born defender Declan Wynne was ineligible when he played in the side's semi final win over Vanuatu. Fiji went on to win the final and qualify for Rio 2016. New Zealand football have appealed, with the outcome of that expected to be released in October. Fred de Jong told Matt Chatterton that ultimately he was in charge of the department responsible. The eligibility issues certainly played a part in it. Um, it's been a very difficult period for myself and, and in fact, the entire organisation. The issues around eligibility have arisen within the high-performance department, and I think as leader of that department, I have to accept the level of accountability for what's happened, and um, and I've decided to resign. At the end of the day, though, did it come down to your decision? To resign? And, uh, sorry, in regards to the Declan Wynn uh, uh, saying that he was eligible to play for New Zealand. No, I think um, you know we've we've held an internal review around the eligibility issue, 
we're in the middle of a of an appeals hearing, so I don't really want to go into the ins and outs of the issues within the appeal. But I think the issues arisen within the high performance department, and I'm leading that department, so you know, I have to be uh, accept a level of accountability for that, and that's what I've done. You've spent 10 years on the board at New Zealand Football, and you've been in the high-performance role for three years. Does going out on this sort of note leave a sour taste in your mouth at all? No, no well, not really. I've enjoyed the time I've had with uh, with New Zealand Football, and I think um, you know, through those, you know, what, what has been about 13 years, Sometimes they've been very, very good, and um, and there's been other times where you think, man, this is uh, this is this is tough. So, you know, um, it's part and parcel of working in sport, I think. So I'm pretty comfortable with some of the good things I've done through that 13 years. And I think there are some times when I look back, and I think maybe I would have changed the decision, or maybe would have, I would have done something slightly differently. But I think I'm comfortable that right through the period, I've worked in the best interests of New Zealand football. Uh, would one of those uh, moments be then? I guess the Declan Wynn scenario. Well, yeah, of, of course. You know, as I as I said before, it's been a difficult period for the organisation. There's a lot of people working very hard to try and you know, win back the Olympic place for the men's under 23 team. And you know, through the through the, the appeals process, hopefully we can do that. That's the outgoing New Zealand Football High Performance Director Fred De Jong speaking to Matt Chatterton. The Papua New Guinea cricket team have been working with a psychologist as they attempt to diagnose a major stumbling block in the international arena. The Barramundis missed out on a spot at next year's World 2020 tournament after losing their winner-takes-all qualifying match against Afghanistan in July. The same thing happened two years ago when they were beaten by Hong Kong. Head coach Deepak Patel says they've spent a lot of time dissecting what went wrong and how to fix it. majority of it's just been reflecting and doing debriefs and reviews and trying to find reasons why we keep falling short. We've had uh, a fair bit to do with that and I think we're getting sort of close to understanding how these guys mentally and physically cope with uh, the demands of international cricket and I thought that was very important. There's a lot of hard work put into that. We've done a lot of team building sessions. We've done a a lot of stuff with uh, psychologists and we've looked at different avenues to try and get these guys to understand the demands of the schedules that they're going to be exposed to over the next few years been very fruitful and obviously very keen to get back into cricket and try and implement some of the things from the outcomes of issues that we've faced. Since your appointment it has been a very hectic schedule already I think you had a, a bit of a gap prior to going over to Europe and now you're back into it again. The Saka League I guess is something that you've had success at in the past or you won it last time so good to come back to familiar successful surroundings? Definitely. It's very healthy for us in terms of the facilities provided as well. So the games are certainly what we need. We need a lot more cricket. But more importantly, sort of getting away from home and the distractions that you obviously face, a lot of things with family and commitments to sponsors and all that sort of... uh, To be able to arrive in Darwin and put a lot of those theories into practice has been very helpful. And I think uh, I'm very encouraged with the results as well. You've got those sort of double headers each weekend and... And between that, you've got, you know, the good week to really focus and, you know, act as a professional team effectively and, and uh, you know, put that work in on the training pitch and get yourselves right. Totally. I think that's the hardest part that the players have found is to the, the day-to-day training and then obviously fronting up to play in the games and, and backing up and being more consistent. Uh, and I think that's another area that we've talked about in great length as players and and as a team, that we wanted to be a lot more consistent. And I think that we've shown that in the last two games and against two very strong oppositions in, in grit and force. I feel that these guys are starting to under, uh, get a better feel for what professional cricket is all about. And moving forward, uh, I'm very encouraged.
That's the Papua New Guinea men's cricket coach Dipak Patel. The Cook Islands Rugby League team will play their first international match in two years this weekend against Newey. Saturday's clash in Sydney doesn't have full test status, but is being used to test fringe players ahead of their World Cup qualifier against Tonga later in October. Cookies head coach Alex Chan says places are up for grabs for those who can grasp the opportunity. It's a good opportunity for um, for both players and us to have a good look at things, and um, you know obviously we've got some ideas of how we want to structure things, and we've just got to have a good look at uh, if we've got the cattle that's capable of doing it, or do we need to change our structure to suit? You know, so I'm no, looking forward to it. And how many new faces have you got in the team? We've named a 30-man squad. Obviously, there's a few players there that have got vast experience, and there's a few guys there that are, um, you know they're probably. Um, Little known uh, names, but we're looking at giving opportunities to guys that are, you know, that are, that are showing form. And I think um, we really need to put the, the best team we can on the field. But in saying that, you know, like um, we won't be just going with names; we're going with blokes that are going to get the job done for us. In terms of a new way, will any of your NRL or UK-based players be involved in that, or will it be mainly the other guys? We're looking at um, different options, with obvious reasons. There's a few guys that have been um, held up with their uh, commitments to clubs, so. We're just waiting to see um, through this week uh, how everyone pulls up through through the um, semi-finals football and finals football and that. And um, but I think the majority of our squad this weekend will probably just come with guys that we're um, we're looking. We want to have a good look at uh, individually and um, like I said, there's a few um, few different things that we can try out. So okay. I think most of our NRL boys will be sitting out um, due to um, just giving the opportunity to rest and sitting going at it since last October, you know. And I guess if nothing else, having a match this weekend and then Tonga in a few weeks, it's just nice to get the cookies back out on the park because it's always a challenge. And I know speaking with the Charles over the last you know, year or two, especially um, when a lot of the Pacific tests have been happening, the Cook Islands have been very keen to be involved but seem to have uh, you know, been left out in the cold. So uh, to get a couple of matches under the belt in the international arena must be uh, a nice change. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it just gives a lot of pride to the people too to know that their football team is still there, you know, because we don't like hearing the teams that they're there one minute and then they get faded out and then, you know, they've got to try and kickstart it back up again and try and encourage everyone to get back on board, you know. So with the available players we've got in the NRL at the moment, you know, it's, it's exciting the fact that there's a massive future ahead of the Cook Islands and, and we just really want to capture that and, and just keep pushing forward. And it's great to have another head out coming this weekend before the World Cup qualify. And uh, what are you expecting from Newway? They've, you know, I guess uh, really pushed on in their development in the last uh, two, three years, starting with the Nines tournament, the Cabramatta one that, you know, is very popular with a lot of the Pacific countries. And, you know, South Africa are a team that look destined to be heading to the World Cup with the way they've changed the uh, the format now. Um, and, and that's a team that they put 40-odd points on. So, um, you know, they've they've been making some strides. You can't count anyone down now because, um, like I said, with the, the vast array of um, different nationalities and ethnic groups in the NRL and, and, and lower grades, you know, like um, the players are, are popping up and, you know, players that you thought were um, Australian descent or you thought that they were Australian because they were born in that there, they actually come out and say, well, you know, like my heritage is New Way and my heritage is Cook Island, which is great. You know, they're, they're identifying themselves as, as a class of people that you never thought they actually had that quality player there. And, Things like this, the game coming up, New Way, uh, Cook Island game, is, is, is great for the fact that you know there's going to be a lot of players that are, are going to run out, and, and people are just going to be shocked and saying, well, geez, I never knew that kid was. It's exciting for all involved, and I think it's a great reflection of how the game's going forward and really developing in all nations. That's the Cook Islands Rugby League coach, Alex Chan. Another Rugby League news, the Ipswich Jets are the new Queensland Cup champions. 
after beating Townsville 32-20 in Sunday's grand final to lift the title for the first time. And the Australian Prime Minister's 13 proved too strong for Papua New Guinea in their annual clash, winning 40 points to 12 in Port Moresby. And that's the World in Sport for this week. I'm Vinnie Wiley. As always, thank you very much for listening. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.